Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Mordecai's Chicken and Extension Cords. They have all 11 different pieces of the chicken and three different lengths of extension cord. They're located under the overpass between Route 42 and Burnt Mill Road. No delivery. Use promo code VWB to get 15% off. VWB is also sponsored by Guidolinos, the first ever cereal made for Italians. It's gluten-free, GMO-free, and sugar-free, and has three flavors, cocoa, peanut butter, and spaghetti. Guidolinos, hey, you're eating here. We are also brought to you by the letter J and the number five. Remember, when you support our sponsors, you support the show. Thanks. What's up, bud? I'm recording my podcast. What do you need? Your podcast sucks, old man. Yeah, what's up? What's going on, man? Mom Spaghetti himself. (laughs) That's right, Philly Cheesesteak. Yo, okay, if the two of us join forces... Detroit and Philly, we would make the form of the assistant manager at Out at AutoZone. <laughs> that would be that would be our Voltron. Yeah, that that's pretty much where we would uh, plateau off at. <laughs> uh, what's going on, dude? It's been a long time since we talked. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, man. Same thing, you know. I'm I'm still in, obviously, as you know, but here pretty soon that's going to change. So, but you know, same same old same old. Yeah. So, um, so you're, you said you're getting out soon. Um, yep. What, what was your guys's, um, like planning or thinking about getting out? Like you, what are you at? 12 years now? Yeah. Yeah. 12 years. So I'll be at 13 officially when I end up getting out. So, uh, big thing was, you know, obviously I went and did that special duty thing that they told me I had to go do. Otherwise they were kicking me out right before I had another kid. Um, so we kind of went and did that thing. And then, took our assignment because they were like hey you know you get to pick where you want to go and so we picked hill because it was either hill or mcconnell in the middle of fucking kansas so we weren't about to do that yeah and uh so we came here and i got here august of 18 and probably two months after i got here they sent me on the road on a bunch of tdy's and i was basically tdy the rest of 18 and 11 months out of 19 so actually i didn't stop going tdy until uh covid hit Shit. Yeah. So I was actually TDY down at Dias when COVID happened and they were like, Hey, you got to come back. So, yeah. So you, you and Lacey just said, uh, it's a wrap. Let's yeah. See. We were just like, Hey, we're done with this. Let's, let's pick and choose what we want to do now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's dude, it's a long time, man. And I, I can't tell you what to prepare for, but like, I know you guys are like set up to get out. Yeah. But, but you yourself, you're going to go through some shit mentally. Yeah. It, like, I can't explain it to you. you ha- you're going to have to work it out yourself. Yeah, that's kind of one of those things. So I've been talking to, uh, obviously, a bunch of other people that we know that have recently retired or or separated and things like that. And uh, I'm going to do that skills bridge thing. So that'll kind of help me transition with the whole job aspect. Um, so we're, we're looking into that. 
I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm telling about I'm I'm telling you about your mental state. Yeah. What are you doing? Dude? Are you working on a ladder right now? <laughs> no, nah, man. I just sat down. I'm sitting uh in oh, the living fat, room right now. That's your fat ass sitting on a chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, man, but I you you'll be fine cuz I feel like you and me have that same like city mentality. Yeah. Like I could I would have loved to watch you in basic training when like having like, you know, younger kids yelling at you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a unique I tell you what, being an MTL was a unique experience cuz of that cuz like they thought they could like get one over on me like I hadn't done any and everything they could think of in my lifetime already. So What's some of the craziest shit you've seen when you were in NTO? Oh, shit, man. We've seen all sorts of crazy shit. We had we had a spice ring that happened while I was there. We had an ecstasy ring that happened while I was there. Um, a whole bunch of sexual shit that we had happen while we were there. We were ha- we were in a flight chief meeting one time, actually, and one of the, um, the CQ people came running in, a whole bunch of master sergeants and everybody sitting around a table, and they came busting in. And uh, there was an airman giving blowjobs in the day room for five dollars a piece. And wow, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a crazy experience, man. Like, I definitely grew as as an NCO and as a leader being there, just dealing with some of that shit. But at the same time, it wasn't worth it because I was working 16, 17 hour days because that was right after the BMT scandal and all that had happened. So they were. Uh, they were cracking down big time on, on taking care of the airmen and monitoring the airmen and shit like that. So. God damn. Yeah. Damn. Airmen chasing each other around, dressed up like Pikachu and shit doing furry yeah. sexual favors and all sorts of crazy. Where was that? Where was all that when we were in tech school? Right. Oh, right. Yeah. No, we had Sark park and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember tech school getting in trouble for smoking cigarettes. Yep, yep. <laughs> or being old enough to buy alcohol and trying to bring it back to your dorm room and them going, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had booze in my room anyway. Yeah, I think all of us did at some point in time. You can't you can't get all, everybody, right? Yeah, no, no, no. So, um, so do you, I, you're going to say that uh, Langley was probably your most precious years in the military, right? Yeah, minus that last year when the whole DSD thing happened and we had, you know, Newsom come over as our leader and things like that. It got a little crazy there at the end, but I mean, I don't know what they were leadership was thinking putting me, you, McBride, Blair, all of us down at the safe shop together. That was probably the worst decision they could have made. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> but it worked out for all of us, Sherm, you know what I mean? Like we liked all of it, so yeah, do you remember how many monster bottles or monster cans we had above Sherm's desk, dude? Oh, dude, when the white ones came out? Yeah. Oh, dude, probably, I don't know, I would say at least 100 over the course of, like, a two-week span. <laughs> I know. God damn. Like, that stuff, That stuff I feel like, is Sherman's blood type now. I think he drank <laughs> so much of it. Yeah. His, his blood type is white monster. Yeah, I seen that, dude. We were out in the desert, and... uh we were watching the Super Bowl in, I think, 2011, and dude drank, like, 35 rippets during the course of the fucking Super Bowl. It was – we thought he was his heart was going to explode. It was crazy. Yeah. I thought his heart was going to explode every time he ran for PT. <laughs> yeah, we had those signs and shit, though, that last one he took trying to cheer him on, so. 
Yeah, the the corn dog the corn dog PT test. <laughs> yep, yep. What? Who the fuck eats that many corn dogs before you take a PT test? I, don't, I think he was just to the point where he really didn't care no more. Neither, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about the night before or a couple hours before. Fucking five minutes before he went <laughs> to his car. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sherm though. You know what I mean? Like that's just one of those situations. Yeah, I know. But... And like. It's funny because, like, when you're in and you see one of your buddies get out, you feel like their life is over. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely you know I, mean? I definitely felt that way, like, especially, like, as this has transpired, right, the last, like, five or six years, like, watching you get out, McBride get out, Sherman get out, Blair get out. So it's kind of like this whole group of people we were all together with, you know what I mean? Now everybody's out or, you know, as God forbid, like, Joey, you know what I mean, passed away. But, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like I've watched all you guys do it and watch your stories and how you guys have, you know, persevered and and came out on the other side. And it's like, you know, it's time for me to do it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like and because like, you know, they literally brainwash us to be like, yo, if you get out of the military, you're going to die. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I go I go to taps in like three weeks, I think it is like the first week of April and basically like. That's what they're telling me already, right? Because I did my preset brief. Is like, oh well, you you're not set up, and why would you do that with the economy the way it is right now? And look at everything that just happened within the government. And I'm just looking at them like, yo, like I have a master's degree, and I'm going for my PhD right now. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so, and it's like, like I don't know. You could just sense the bullshit coming out of their mouth during those tap briefings. Because I'm like, I'm like, I got out like, you know, like we all got out like, yeah, like you said, and every one of us is fine, dude. Yep. Yep. Like they try to they try to play you that like no matter how much experience or what you have going for you, if you get out like you're going to work at McDonald's the rest of your life. I think the only like out of all the people I've known in the military, I don't think any of us got out. And I don't know anybody that really is struggling. Yeah, no. I mean, everybody I know that's got out is doing good. I mean, look at Grayer. I still see him all the time. He works up at ACC. And who would yeah. ever thought that was going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, the only one I'm I'm really curious about is Chris Robinson. But he's like, he's dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's hanging out with Ross somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember what episode, but we talked about that, Ross. Uh, the raw story with the um, DVDs and the video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what an idiot. Yeah, that kid was something else, man. He was uh, he was probably one of the craziest airmen I've ever had encountered, like, actually in the Air Force, right? Because, like, I have went across a couple of them being an MTL that we eventually kicked out before they made it to their first duty station. But, yeah, he was by far one of the craziest. And, and like, those pictures of him and Cheese – and like you packing the shoots and stuff like those are still hung up all over ACC. That's funny, dude. Yeah. Like I got one right now in my OSS in my squadron building. Like it still has the one of you packing the aces too. And then Ross and cheese and um, what was her name? Diaz de Lopez or whatever. Dude. Yo, yeah. if you still have those pictures. Text me when, when we're done with this. Yeah. Doing pre-flights, man. Yeah. I don't know if I got them on my phone, but I can take pictures of them tomorrow and send them to you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, dude. I I have a picture uh in my garage of me and you. Oh yeah. And we're packing a shoot. I think you're holding the TL or something. 
it it was like a it's like a blown up shot. Like oh, someone nice. like made, someone made like a poster of it. Hell yeah! And I remember I I, I took it before I got out. <laughs> nice. Was that yeah, when was, like, was that when we were doing the PA thing? Uh, uh maybe maybe it was. Yeah, when they were. But yeah, I know they they blew up a couple of those shots. Yeah, and then they, they hung they hung them up in the flight office, and I took it. I took mine. <laughs> nice. That sounds yeah, about dude, right, I, though. Yeah, you know what? I was telling Jordan because um, I had just recorded with Jordan. Oh, nice. And I was like, you know what? I didn't even get any a going away present when I left Langley, so that's why I took that poster. Yeah, neither did I. They didn't give me anything when I left Langley. Isn't that crazy, dude? I yeah. was there for eight years. Yeah, I was there for six, and they didn't give me anything. I got nothing. Yeah, that's that's nutty, dude. Like to think about, like I got like every other base I've been to. You know, you that's your that's the thing. You yeah. get a going away present. Yep. Yeah, I didn't get anything from Langley except for obviously, you know, lifelong friends. But yeah, they gave me no going away gift. As a matter of fact, when I had my going away, I don't even think any of you guys were there except for McBride. And McBride didn't even talk at my going away. Booth did. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What did Booth say, dude? It's like crazy bastard. Dude, he, he, he was all over the place. He talked about how, like, where I came from. And basically, he acted like he was like my long lost brother on there. And, it was, yeah, it was unique. I mean, I appreciated at least him getting up and talking because it was kind of like blank stares when it was time for, like, them to talk about me or whatever at the going away because we went to that barbecue spot right outside of King Street Gate. Remember that place? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we went there, and, yeah, Newsom was like, yeah, so if anybody's got any words, and everybody just kind of, like, looked at each other, and then he finally got up and was talking, and I was just like, oh, this is the last person I expected to stand up and talk, you know what I mean? So yeah. God, I don't even know if I want to have Booth on this show, dude. I'll just go he'll somehow find a way to fucking punch me through the phone. <laughs> I talked to him not too long ago, probably about four or five years ago when I was at Shepherd actually. He was out living in um California doing some IT job and he had just got married again and had another child and we talked for probably about I don't know, an hour through Facebook. And uh, then he just kind of like fell off the face of the earth after that. I didn't hear from him yeah. again. So, damn, dude. Yeah. So, yo, I got to bring up this story because I just, when I think about it, I laugh and it is so funny. Yeah. And, you know, you're the butt end of the story and you know what I'm going to, you know what I'm about to say. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So, me and, me and Orlando here, we're walking down the flight line. <laughs> yep. And right at the gate, Right at the exit gate, there's these two dumpsters, mm-hmm. and the lids were up, and it just rained the day before. Yeah. So the lids were the lids were up. So when you walked past the dumpsters, you kind of had the you had to walk under the lids. Yeah. Now about 15 yards from us, I don't think I don't know if it was Tennyson, or it was one of the is one of the shop chiefs was walking. Um. Uh, what the hell did we call him? What was his name? Um, Simple Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Okay, so one of the shop chiefs is walking brand new Ramsey who had never met anybody before. <laughs> it's his first base. Yep. He's walking. Him and Tennyson are walking towards us. Yep. Now, as now as me and Jordan or me and Orlando are walking under the um, the trash can lid, I punched it like Mario. Yeah, just like you were trying to get the fucking golden block. 
So when I punched it, all the water poured down and hit and landed right onto Orlando's head. <laughs> yep. Now, you guys know this isn't like just rainwater. This is dumpster juice, <laughs> that orangey, gross shit. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure Tennyson watching this goes, oh, God damn it. Because he was he was going to introduce Ramsey to us. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, here, you know, here's two of our um, NCOs now. And I just dumped fucking ju- dumpster juice on your head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember I got I went home and changed and I fucking I ended up throwing that uniform away. I couldn't even keep it no more. I couldn't get the smell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's you know what that kind of stuff makes you know when I think about when I think back about the military that's what I want to remember yeah I don't want to remember I don't want to remember counting flares oh no for you sure know? like that was that was kind of like what we always did though when we were down there together I mean like remember like the hostess cakes and you know, <laughs> the all the shit we would go get from the um the airman's attic and everything like I still got that Detroit Lions shirt you got for me from there and those Michigan <laughs> cards from like. Nine years ago. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. But yeah. Yo, so um, you know what, dude? Tell everybody um what you guys are doing now. Like what do you guys are what you guys are prepping for? Yeah, so you know, yeah, so we're prepping to do uh, a farm. We want to do a sustainable farming in Michigan. Obviously, I'm gonna have like another job on the side, but the big thing was is uh obviously now we've lived most parts of the country and Every time we go home, it just feels like home. So we wanted to move back there and we were looking into doing this farming and kind of like, I don't know, not necessarily just save money on groceries and everything, but kind of get everybody eating a little bit healthier, you know what I mean? And just conscious about the food that they're eating. And uh, so we started looking into all that and there's, there's like nothing in Michigan when it comes to veteran farming or anything. So we started looking into it and there's some places in North Carolina and Virginia actually that do it to where like they help transitioning military veterans when they get out that are having trouble finding jobs or, or getting skills. They bring them on their farms and basically teach them these life skills and get them back acclimated to, you know, being part of a team. Cause like you said, mentally is probably the, the hardest thing when it's time to get out. Cause there's no more missions. There's no more like daily grind, if you will, your job, that camaraderie is not really, like it used to be when you were active duty. So it kind of transitions them back into that. So we started a a YouTube channel, a website, our social media we got going now, and we're just kind of waiting on our branding and stuff to come through. So that's going to be like the main focus um, when we get out is basically going to be that. So um, yeah, yeah, that's the big thing that we're working towards right now. So we made a couple of videos kind of learning how to do all that. We're not as, you know, computer and, and technology smart as you are over here with your, your cooking shows and everything, but we're trying to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody really can reach my plateau, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I mean, one day, maybe. I'm going to, I'll help you anyway. <laughs> yeah. One day, maybe we might get there. Well, dude, tell everybody, yo, tell everybody your YouTube channel. If I can, if you got a Facebook page yeah. like for, for this. For sure, man. So Orlando's Family Farm, it's our YouTube channel. Um, it's just Orlando's, like plural with no apostrophe. And then the same thing with the website, same thing with the YouTube. Um, we have it trademarked and everything now, so we own the rights to it. So if you just Google Orlando's Family Farm, our YouTube videos will be the first thing that pop up on your Google search. So um yeah so we're getting the branding together we're gonna have shirts and stuff like that available and basically all that's gonna roll right back into the farm and everything because like i said at the end of the day 
uh, we're trying to turn it into once we move back to a nonprofit to where it's just helping um, veterans transition or giving veterans skill sets and things like that that want to get into agriculture when they get out. So. Yeah. And you guys have a uh, GoFundMe page. We right? do. Yep. Yep. Orlando's Family Farm. So it's Boots to Roots is the uh, actual title of the GoFundMe. We're trying to get the rest of the money together to get everything trademarked the rest of the way um, to be able to start the nonprofit to get some more um, recording equipment for YouTube and things like that. Because right now we're just using our phones and obviously it's not the best and um, some editing techniques and things like that. We're trying to, to purchase to have people help us out with that kind of stuff because we're both just new to it. Me and Lacey are trying to figure it out kind of as we go along by watching, ironically enough, other YouTube videos, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of where we're well, at with it. One of the um, video apps I use is called Splice. Yeah, we heard about that one. It, it, it's super easy, dude. Yeah, we we've, um, we've been using uh, the iMovie right now because Lacey obviously has a, a MacBook, and then um, somebody else told us about a a Da Vinci's one, and okay. we've been looking into that one. But that one you have to pay to like uh, be able to use music and a lot of the stuff for it, and it's like. I think yeah. it's like $60 a month or something, but I guess like it helps you like make it more professional in terms of that. But no, um, dude, splice is totally free. You can put, you can buy, like if you bought music on iTunes, you can use that music on splice. All right. Like it, dude, it's all free. Nice. Like, come on, man. You're talking to me. <laughs> like it's free. right. Yeah. That's why we use that iMovie, right? Cause it comes free automatically on iPhones and, and iMacs and stuff. So. That's why we've been using that one. But it's like super complicated. Like the last video we put out um, talking about our top five books and resources, I think we had like 25 minutes worth of recording throughout the course of the day. And it took Lacey like three and a half hours to edit it before we uploaded it. And it was only like a 15. It ended up being like a 15 minute video. So it turned into kind of like a full time job for her. God damn. Yeah. So. But no, we'll definitely have to check so, that splice out for sure. Yeah, no, I yeah, I love it, dude. It's so easy. And I mean, look, anybody listening, go go to YouTube and go to uh, Crime Justice. It's <laughs> the movie I made when I was in when I was in Korea. Yeah. All right, then you'll know my editing skills. Yeah, yeah. I liked the video too you posted a while back too about when you were a kid, your first recording video ever, the Karate Kid. Oh, dude. <laughs> Oh, when I called when I called that kid a pussy, I'm like nine years <laughs> yeah. old. Yeah, I got a kick out of that one. Oh shit! Well, all right, dude. Yo, we're gonna get to the um, bonus round question. All right, right now. let's do it. You ready? Yep. All right. First one. What's your favorite cereal? Um, favorite cereal by far is definitely gonna have to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. CT Crunch, respect. Yep. yep. All right, uh, Tupac or Biggie? Uh, it's gonna be Biggie. I'm from the East Coast, man. Okay, okay. All right, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, it would have to be uh, reading people's minds. Hell yeah! yeah. Getting getting that. That's dirt. right. Getting over on people. Get, yeah, getting that dark magic. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, if you could see one of these, which one would you want to see? Ghost. Bigfoot, alien, or Jesus? Um, I'd have to say probably, probably an alien because I feel like I could make some money off that. 
dude, everyone says yeah, that. I feel like I could. That's because they got such a big following. Remember, they were gonna supposedly storm Area Fifty One just a couple years ago. There was like five million people that got on board with that. Since I added that question to the to the bonus round questions, yeah. everyone has said alien. No one's got love for Bigfoot. Yeah, dude. well, because I think he, Bigfoot. That's one of those things where like. When you tell people you've seen Bigfoot, there's not a big enough following, so they just think you're crazy, right? So, yeah. Aliens, they got a whole a whole town in New Mexico based around them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, all right. Last all question: right. If you could be a pro athlete in any sport, what baseball. Would it be? I knew you were going to say baseball. Yep. I know it. I, I didn't know why I had to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baseball, that was my first passion. And ironically enough, that serial question's funny because when we moved uh, to Texas, they were kind of building up Wichita Falls around there. And uh, I was talking to a couple of the instructors that I worked with, and we were talking about opening, you know, like those yogurt shops where you go in and, like, they have 10 different kinds of yogurt, and then you, like, pick all your toppings. We were yeah, going to yeah, do a yeah. cereal one like that and call it Cereal Killer. Yeah. Nice. It ended up not panning out, obviously, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, man. Well, yo, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, dude. absolutely, um, man. Anytime. Yep. Yeah, man. You, one last uh, plug, whatever. Yeah, you want, absolutely. Dude. Tell the people. The biggest thing, man, is like I said, social media, Orlando's Family Farm. Go follow us, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Obviously, hit the subscribe button so you can get notifications when we're doing new movies, uh, new videos. We got a bunch of stuff coming out. We're going to be building you know, uh, planter boxes and stuff for the front yard, show you how to grow some of your own stuff in base housing. Or if you have a smaller space, maybe you live in an apartment or whatever the case may be. We just want to grow with everybody in YouTube and grow with our following and grow with our community and, and help make uh, veterans and sustainable farming a, a bigger picture in everybody's, uh, in everybody's wheelhouse. So go check us out. Yeah, man. You know what? Yeah, go check go check them out, man. Show Lacey some love for all the hard yeah, work. Yeah, I doing. mean, she's been putting up with me for the last 13-plus years, so she's got to be doing something. <laughs> yeah, raising those big-ass kids. Your, raising those big-ass oh, kids. Oh, you're telling me, man. And she's homeschooling them right now, too, so it's been crazy here. Yeah. You know those kids are going to whip your ass one nah, of these man. days, right? I'm going to have to strike the fear of God. I mean, Damon's pretty close. He's already as tall as Lacey, so I'm going to have to punch him in the throat or something here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. All right, man. Well, let For me get sure, out of man. here. Um, yeah, man, I'll have you on again, especially when you guys really start fucking uh, getting Yeah, it should be this summer this sometime because in May is when I'm eligible to start applying for that skills bridge and everything. So we'll know more come May, and hopefully we can get back to Michigan like October, November time frame. So for sure, man, anytime you want to have me on, I'd be glad to have to be on, and I appreciate you reaching out to me for this. Hell yeah, man. So. Got got to help yeah, my brothers. Yeah, for sure, man. Always, always support one another. Yeah, cool, man. All right, All right. man. All right, Later. peace, everybody.